Hey, everybody. This is the Black Financial Initiative podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the book Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. We'll start it off with kind of each of our summaries of what we thought about it, and then we'll go through each of the seven baby steps. So I can kick it to you, Larry, kind of go over your summary of what you thought about the book. Man, I I really enjoyed the book. This book actually holds a special place for me, me and my wife. It helped us pay off a lot of debt. To me, this book is like a mirror, and he uses the word mirror a lot at the beginning of his book, but really makes you look at yourself, makes you look within. We all think we're doing well, but once you read this book, you realize you're not doing as well as, as you think you are. A lot of good information. You know, this that crazy old man, Dave Ramsey, everybody thinks he's crazy, but a lot of stuff he says is, is really good. When you think about Dave Ramsey, you think about paying off debt for the most part. This book is really going to give you a step-by-step. Other things as far as other than paying off debt, but for me, that, that was the main portion of the book. So I I really enjoyed it. Uh, What about you, Terrence? And I really enjoyed the book. Appreciate you for recommending it. I think that was a really good start because I know we didn't mention it and go into detail on it in our first episode, but a little bit more about the Black Financial Initiative is that in addition to us just giving our perspective, what we learn and sharing it with each other and with other people listening is that we'll also be reading into some, some books like this one and trying to do kind of a little mini book club, so to speak, and giving our perspective. So this was a a great intro to us doing that. For the Dave Ramsey kind of experience, we all know he's kind of a little bit off the wall, I think, but that's (laughs) that's kind of a good thing because you don't want to always be the sheep following what everybody else is doing because that might, might not always work for you. So the same goes for this book. What he says in it might not all work for someone else. So... But uh, a lot of it, I think, for a lot of people in specific situations, especially as we're trying to do this, especially for our community, I think there are some things to to take heed and take note of because one of the things that people kind of get trapped in is that keeping up with the Joneses or with the parents and what we see in the videos and on TV. And and Dave basically saying, hey, step back from that. Worry about what you got in the pockets, not just in the pockets, but also in the bank also. And what you're going to have in that bank next week next month next year and 10 years down the road and so on so so it it puts that into perspective and i I really appreciate that and and for me myself because i've always been very frugal and and cost saving minded so to speak sure we can find a better word to put in there but (laughs) but uh i really saw some of it that seemed common sense to me so in in a way but it was still some things that I thought I was doing really well on that I didn't have this same perspective on. And now I look at it in a different light. So it's a really good book. I recommend everybody read it. You don't have to do exactly what it says, but I'm sure you will find one, I'm sure even more than one thing that you will agree with and kind of open your eyes and you will practice. You got two thumbs up from me. For me, this is Eric. For me, I think, like, I really enjoyed the book. I've always heard about Dave Ramsey. I've seen some of his stuff on YouTube. And I know when I was probably going through college or in high school, my mom was trying to get me to listen to him more. And so I would listen to him every now and then, but never, like, fully dedicated to it. Um, and then once Larry mentioned the book and we thought about starting this podcast and trying to better ourselves, that was, I think, Larry, thanks for the recommendation, like T mentioned. That was a great book. I really enjoyed the things that like he cut through with like keeping up with the Joneses or, you know, it's not complex. It's just like losing weight. It's not complex. You know what to do. You know, it's just difficult, you know, but it can be done. I love the steps that he has. But also, you know, 
like anything, you kind of disagree with some things or maybe not necessarily disagree, but think, oh, man, that's tough in, in my situation to try to do. Um, but I, I I really enjoyed, you know, everything he was saying. And I guess another thing that I didn't realize or that I realized when reading the book was I almost feel like my 20s were wasted. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, you know, you, you think you're doing good and like, you're like, oh, yeah, man, you know, I'm getting these raises. I'm doing pretty well. But it's like, yeah, I could have been on a whole nother grind, <laughs> you know, in my 20s. But, you know, it's never too late. You know, we, you can start now. But, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed the book. Speaking of ages, we're all, correct me if I'm wrong, we're all with mid to low 30s. Am I correct? Uh, yeah. Hey, 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 come off the mid. Come <laughs> right. off the mid. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure. <laughs> I, I, I think you're jumping on that with a little too slow. Give me, a, give me another year, maybe, before okay. we start to even okay. think about throwing that one out there. Terrence, you're middle aged. Huh? <laughs> you middle age? No, no. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say early thirties. Okay, yeah, okay. You don't have to say how early. Okay, okay. We're gonna say late early. <laughs> you gotta do all that before you commit to that full mid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just wanted to speak on something that it just kind of crossed my mind with this book. I was out with well, my wife and I. We were out with some friends probably about a month ago. A, a, another couple. That mine and I met through my wife. The gentleman, the, the man, he was, we were just kind of conversing a little bit, talking about what we had going on in our lives, and what we had planned. And I was telling him how we, by we, I mean Black Financial Initiative, how we were getting this started and wanted to do a podcast and wanted to incorporate some reading some books and discussing the books, what our focus was and what our mission was and why we were starting it. It's a white couple, so it was a, a white guy, but real cool dude, and and I'm just really being candid to him about kind of our experience and while we were doing this. I told him we were starting out with Dave Ramsey, and he was telling me how, oh yeah, you know, really good book. When I was, I think in high school is what he said, or maybe like late junior guys, his mom was reading it, and they started going through the Dave Ramsey experience, you know, and he remember he remembers uh, them having the envelopes yeah. uh, and, and setting money mm-hmm. aside and dedicating their, you know, their budget. And he said that, I, I guess when he was in college, he started reading it as well. And he kind of incorporates some of it. He didn't like you know, stick exactly to it, but he has that already ingrained in him. His yeah. mom was doing it at right. his age. And he read the book, you know, early in college. And here I am in my early late, <laughs> uh, 30s just now reading it or even thinking about reading it. So I know that's not for everybody. My experiences and every you know young black man and his experiences and every white man's. But just in general, I think that kind of shows a little bit of the differences that juxtaposition yes. a little bit and that that's where we need to be, so to speak. And that's why we're doing this yeah. podcast is, hey, we, we, we need to try to enlighten ourselves a little bit too and, and be conscious with our finances. So I think that was just kind of a, a good thing for me to, to see when having a conversation with that young man is, is seeing that, okay, well, so this isn't a new thing. Other people have already been reading this yeah. book and been doing right. it at an early age. So we need to catch up, or at least I need to catch up. I'm not going to speak for everybody else, but I need to catch up. So I just wanted to share that real quick. Oh, that's that's a real good one. I have a, a story kind of similar to that. Before we get into the different steps of the book, 
uh, that made me think of something that I always tell people about in my experience. So in high school, I was part of like the DECA program. So I got to leave work or leave school early to go to work. So I was working at the bank. You know, of course, you come across several different people. You know, banks have all the savings rates and CDs and all the different things they can do. And like I'm 16 at the bank and a little kid comes in there with his dad. I mean, he couldn't be any more than seven, you know, eight years old. And he starts like rattling off stuff about the CD, like, oh, this is a 5% APY. Oh, you know, <laughs> yeah, dad, you can put 100 in there and you can get this and that. And like, he's just rattling that off. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm double his age. <laughs> I work here and I still don't know that. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, you know, him at 16 or him at 18 or 21, yeah. 30, like, think about where he would be yeah. or where he will be. And I'm like, think of how young that family had to start off teaching him that. But yeah, that just made me think of that to you. That that's a story I kind of always tell. Like, I've probably never felt so small. <laughs> you know, like, I was like, he's barely in the grade school and <laughs> rattling that off. Yeah, that looks like a comic or a cartoon. I'm bit right. in that story right now. <laughs> but yeah, to get into the book, uh, we'll go through the steps. There are seven, uh, seven baby steps. And so we'll start with step one. And step one was to save money fast. Larry, you can go over that one or what you think of that step or what it, I guess we could talk, talk about what it is. Uh, save money fast, if I can remember correctly, was really saving like $1,000. This was like your current emergency fund if something was to go wrong, but just saving, uh, saving the money quickly, something you could do at a quick pace. Yeah, Dave Ramsey says you should be able to do this in a month. He says he, you should, if you need to, you know, get a second job, sell things, but save that thousand dollars fast because you want really want to get this process going. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he speaks about Murphy's law. Murphy's law is something bad can't happen; it will happen. So you yeah. need to have that thousand dollars saved up. You know, let's say if you're on a highway and your car blows out, you need a new tire. You know, you need some money to pay for that, and you don't want to go into debt using a credit card. What we're trying to do is get out of debt, so we don't want to use debt to to get out of debt. It's not possible. So you need to have $1,000 for any emergency. It needs to be a real emergency. It can't be, you know, there's a couch on sale, you know, right, right. You know the, the Louis bag or, you know, whatever. Right. We might feel like it's an emergency. It needs to be a real emergency. We want, to, we want to do it fast, get that momentum going. So that's, that's my take on baby step one, save money fast. Yeah, I think that was a real good one at uh, that first step. Like I said, we can discuss or debate all of the steps you guys have go through or everything in the book and, and we're not going to reread the book today, but uh, just kind of summarizing on some of it. And that first step is, I think, really applied to just about anybody that's at any stage in you know, the finances, making sure you have something set aside, you have some fallback. Even if you have, if you're a millionaire, you know, millionaires go broke because they don't have something right. set aside. Right. So imagine if millionaires can go broke. Imagine the rest of us, you know, uh, so you definitely want to have something set aside. That's the basics, I think, is is make sure that you, you're looking good at one moment. The next moment your car breaks down and you got you have to put down a 5,000 on the transmission or whatever uh, mm-hmm. that you have that to spend. You know, hopefully, you know, ideally, you, you can do that. So, yeah, I think that's a real good one for us, for everyone to start start with. And after that, you have a little bit of flexibility to move around with your, with your money and you can right. play a little bit. 
And I think to kind of further expound on what Larry was saying, stuff like stuff that goes on sale or Christmas gifts or things like that, those are not emergencies. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, those things are like Christmas is coming every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you probably got trips that you're planning every year. Like, you know, those things are coming. Christmas isn't every other year. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not, not yet. Okay. For my okay. pockets, uh, for my pockets, <laughs> I wish it was, but yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, that's every year, you know, if you're going on trips, you're probably looking at those and booking those every year. Like none yeah. of those are emergencies. I mean, even if, you know, even things that you know may happen. I mean, like you mentioned, you know, you get into wreck, you know, you got to use your, uh, you know, pay your deductible or whatever. Like, you know, those things are possible. Yeah. But so the emergency fund are for things, you know, kind of outside of that. So we don't anyone, we don't want anyone thinking like, oh yeah, I got to save my emergency fund and use that for Christmas. That's not, this is not what that's for. I think um, today's is real, real important because we know like for COVID right now, oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of people have um, lost their income, unfortunately. Yeah. So, I mean, a thousand dollars in that situation may not go as far, but a thousand dollars a lot more than having no money. Right. Right. Um, so it's, it's showing how important that is. Also, I wanted to say, so for Dave Ramsey, he says, if you have over a thousand dollars already before you start this process, Use your surplus over a thousand dollars for your baby step two, which is starting to pay off your debt. My wife and I, we did the baby steps. We did not do that. We just kept. We had over a thousand dollars already, and we kept that in our savings. We kept that as emergency fund. We didn't feel comfortable only having a thousand dollars, you know, for a savings account. But just not everybody's going to do exactly how Dave Ramsey says do it. Just just throwing some perspective out there. Yeah. And as Larry mentioned, step two is the debt snowball. I think that's really stating that like if you have three three things out that you have to pay for three debts start off paying the lowest first and you pay the minimums on the two highest and once you pay the debt off on the first one you roll all of that to the second one pay all of that off then you roll it off roll it on to the first one yeah and i wanted to kind of want to take a step back and go into how to to save that thousand dollars because we all might not be that knowledgeable on a budget um, okay yeah. i actually was just talking to a family couple of weeks ago and grown have grown when I grown children, but they have children and they've never used a budget before. You know, we'll, we'll go into more debt and debt about a budget on another episode, but you know, just kind of, kind of briefly going over a debt or excuse me, over a budget. Dave Ramsey uses the zero base budget, uh, pretty much saying whatever your income is minus your expenses at the end of the month, it's going to be zero. So that's a zero base budget. Yeah, every dollar is accounted for. Yeah, exactly. Eric, with you being an auditor, you might be able to, you might be able to kind of give us a better. Uh, yeah, like at least I'll say kind of for what I do um, and what I kind of explain to people, especially if you're salaried, the money you make every month or every two weeks, whatever, is a hard amount. That money is not shifting too much. You know, so if you make $3,000 every month, you know that you're making $3,000. Now, the only thing that can fluctuate are your expenses. You know, you cannot have Netflix. You cannot have, you know, Hulu, or you cannot go out to eat as much or whatever. So the only things that are hard is that is the money you make. So I will say that is your top of the line. If you make three thousand, worst case scenario, you should budget up to three thousand. That's the worst case. You know, obviously you want to save. You want to get into percentages. If you want to save ten percent or five percent. But for people that's starting off here, you use any savings you can to get to your thousand. Yeah. 
once you get to your thousand, then you start the debt snowball, start paying off your debt, you yes. know, and there are ways, there are ways you can free up extra money. Like I said, any extra curriculars, I mean, you eat out a lot, that's extra money you could be saving. Netflix, Hulu, that's extra money you can be saving. Cut that cable. I mean, I'm not telling you, yeah, cut the cable. I'm not saying that you're, <laughs> and I think the thing that probably people think about is that maybe like this should be fun. You know, some, some days are not going to be fun. You know, if you have to, if you're a big TV watcher, but now you have to use rabbit ears and you don't have all the other things you're used to, you know, that Rage. may not be as, you know, <laughs> that may not be as fun, but you know, the end goal, the end goal is to pay off that debt. And once you do all that, if you want to, you know, reach back around and get cable or get the games, you know, you can do all of that. Like Dave Ramsey says, live like no one else. So you can live like no one else. Right. Know? Yeah, so. exactly. You know, and that's, I think that's the, that's the key there. But as far as budgeting for me, I use a hard amount of what I make and then I go in and, and kind of put out everything. Like I, I know for me, I put my tides, you know, you got the, you got your rent, you got your vehicle, you got credit cards, you have your gym membership, you know, like I say, any other Netflix, Hulu, uh, what else? Uh, gas. Yeah. You know, all of those things, I list all of those out. And me, I like to run percentages because I think sometimes once you see that percentage, you know, sometimes it can be eye popping. You know, if you really track your eating out and you're like, man, this is 15 percent of my budget. Yeah. You know, this is more than I do on my car payment. <laughs> you know, it kind of will probably mean something to you. Um, but that's something like very quick. We can go more into it in a later episode. But that's just something very quick. I do all of mine in Excel. I know some people like to write it out, you know, pencil and paper. But yeah, there's different different methods. There's different apps. The yeah. Mint app is a good app. You can set your budget. Whenever you go over it, it'll email you or text you like, hey, you went over restaurant dining by $50 and stuff like that. So that's, that's a really good budgeting tool. You brought up, I'm going to say this real quick. You brought up apps. Since we're talking about Dave Ramsey, Dave Ramsey has an app every dollar. Just put that out there. Oh, there we go. Sorry to interrupt you, Terrence. Oh, well, I was just going to say if Eric said that you get a text. So if some of y'all are getting a text message every other day, y'all right. <laughs> doing it right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, when you get peed with it, you're like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm doing too much right now. Yes. But you also mentioned um, them rabbit ears. Brother, I, I had to do those rabbit ears for a few years. I didn't mind, though. So uh, I knew I was looking at those cable prices. I was like, I can't get with it. Hey, that's, the exact reason, that's the exact reason I yeah, cut we, we cut We cut our cable uh, recently ourselves, about maybe a year or so ago, probably less. But yeah, so I'm right there with you. Yeah, we, we have a uh, cable now. Well, actually, no, it, just, it comes with the uh, internet, but we have all the yeah. other add-ons that people do now, all the streaming services. Yeah. Uh, but depending on, you know, our goals and stuff, we, we might have to cut those because uh, we just finished paying off one debt. Okay. Um, congratulations, brother. Congrats, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, we paid off my my wife's vehicle. Uh, okay. Think last one, month. You know? Yeah. So that was a, a good one. So we're feeling good about that, and she's feeling uh, proud about that one as well. Because I'm the one that's always like, "Hey, why are we paying off this stuff? Why are we? Do <laughs> you know, <laughs> why, why that's coming out every month? You know, yeah. they they charge an interest on this. You know, if we pay it off now, we're gonna save this much later." So, right, right. And I finally got her on, on board where she uh she went ahead and paid her car off and and when she did it, like I was surprised at how, you know, kind of happy she looked and felt when she oh, when that payment we went through. So it's it's a good feeling and you get that weight off your shoulders. Yeah. You know, everybody listening that 
you know, I haven't had that experience yet. But yeah, just just it's a good feeling. You you get the reward at the end because, like I said, we we had a different uh, take on it until she had that moment too, and it was it was funny because it's, it's how it, it's ingrained in us and what we see other people do. Oh, yeah. She started telling, you know, friends and family, like, hey, you know, I just paid off this. This is mine now, you know. Right. Yeah, feeling, <laughs> got, like, got a little pride now. Yeah, a little pride. <laughs> and you get a comment like, whoa, you, you sure you want to do that? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's not normal. Yeah, it's, it's not normal. If people just want to use the sentence where people are like, huh? Why, why you do that? I'm right. thinking, like, what do you mean? Why would we do that? Right. Uh, you know, and Dave Ramsey speaks on that a little bit. He has this one. Exper- experiment that he mentions in the in the book. Let me look at my notes real quick. Uh, this is a science talking, Terrence. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for those of you are wondering, I got a, a science background. That's what I went to the school before, but I'm, I'm still cheap, and I, I like to work with the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, John Maxwell, he, he says, uh, I guess, did the experiment in the book. But it basically had these uh, monkeys in a room or in a lab, and they would climb up to guess grab uh, bananas, if I remember correctly. And whenever the monkey would climb up towards the top, they would spray the monkey down. It sounds kind of in, inhumane. So Peter, don't jump on me. I'm just reciting what was in the book. <laughs> but uh, so they would spray them down. And eventually, the, the monkeys learned, like, all right, I, w- I won't go up there for that anymore. And then another monkey, they would let a new monkey in. And that monkey would start climbing up. And they would spray him down, too. So now we got two monkeys in there to learn, all right, I ain't, I ain't climbing up there. So after a while, the monkeys got to where they would pull anybody down mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that was trying to climb up. Eventually, nobody, none of them in there knew why they were getting pulled down. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to... It becomes a cycle. It's a cycle. It's a cycle. So you just do what you see everybody else do. Uh, and... So when you're going through that process of trying to get that debt down, you're doing your debt snowball, and you're not going out as much, you're not going out with your friends on certain occasions where they're going to have to spend X amount of money, and you're not comfortable at that moment, and they start asking you, why? Why are you doing this? Just keep in mind, you, you're not running the same race as everybody else. Yeah. Right. And you can do your own, own thing because you don't have to follow, you know, be that sheep. So The Joneses are keep, broke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And, and that's what a lot of people don't know. Yeah, you, you put a not a lot of polish on that turd, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so be careful. So yeah, I kind of talked about baby step two to that snowball already, but I, I want to go over real quick. I know Eric did earlier too, but oh, actually, I need to go back to baby step one real quick because for the budget. So for me, I don't. I do have a salary, but I also get commission. So my my budget is not as easy as just getting a commission every month. Um, one thing you, you might do is do an average so that you last several months to kind of help out um, when you when you put plug it in your uh, income. You know, mm-hmm. for me personally, I, I know just a couple of days before the next month how much I'll make the next month, so I can plug that in. But for me, it's not this. My income changes every month, so I just wanted to say that real quick. For baby step two, um, like Eric said, you're gonna pay the minimum on all of your debts owed, starting from the from the lowest amount owed to the highest amount owed, you're gonna pay the minimum on all of them except the lowest amount owed, and you're gonna put all your income, extra income towards that lowest amount owed, and you're gonna pay it off fast. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever, however much that is. So pay it off fast. Like Terrence was talking about with him and his wife, you get excited once you pay off that debt. 
I mean, it, it really is excited. You get, uh, so you get wins. Uh, it gives you momentum. Dave Ramsey talks about um, sales. We have a, a friend of the podcast who's a financial advisor. He, we talked about this before with him, where he financial advisors themselves um, involved with that with that uh, position. And he says, you know, you make when you make a sale, that's when you get momentum. That's when you get confidence. It's the same thing with paying off this debt. Once you once you pay off a debt, you get momentum, you get confidence, and now you can roll over that first debt that you paid off, you can roll that over into your second debt, pay that off, use all the income, the same process, pay off that third debt. And that, that debt snowball is just building and building and building. Exciting. I, I can speak from experience. My wife and I, we paid off over a hundred thousand dollars of debt. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. I mean, the process is hard while you're in it, but when, once you start getting those wins, you really feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not starving myself for no, for no reason. Like there's a reason why we're doing this. Eric, you talked about earlier about eating out. That's me and my wife. I mean, not gonna lie, we love to eat out. Mm-hmm. But you know, when you when you have a, a goal and you really look at your budget and you're saying, okay, we're spending too much money on this time being, you gotta you gotta cut it out or you know, not as much for sure. That's my take on baby step two. Okay. That's what's up. I love it. Uh for baby step three, it is to go back to the emergency fund and finish it up. So finish the emergency fund. And I believe Dave Ramsey uh, mentions three to six months of expenses Yes, is the emergency fund. And obviously three to six months, that a lot of that depends on your expenses, what you have, what you do, um, any of that type of, any of that, uh, any of those type of things. Um, what did you all think about that? And I'll go with you, Terrence. I mean, I, I, I like it. I agree with it as far as definitely finishing off that emergency fund. reason he doesn't say start out with, trying to get to that point on that emergency fund is because, um, you know, you also want to try to prioritize knocking down that, that debt mm-hmm. initially. So that's just giving a little reason on that starting out. But when you can go back to really build it on that fund, that's uh, really great for take to today's climate, for example, you know, with yeah. COVID and kind of a looming recession, a lot of people unemployed or unemployment is kind of a all-time highs when you have that three to six months of, of savings, that's uh, where that comes in handy. A lot of people kind of get itchy and want to get grabby when they see all that money sitting there waiting. <laughs> you know, they're like, no, leave it alone. It's there for a reason. Right. You know, that's that rainy day money. So, and Larry mentioned earlier, kind of working off the mission. And in, in my field, I, I work in a lot of manufacturing and productions and, uh, you know, supervising leading teams and stuff. So it's a lot of hourly work. And I think kind of that working and commission reminded me of something too, because it's different from just straight salary work where you know every month what, what you're getting. But speaking to all my people out there, you working hourly. Don't don't plan on that uh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> just my little tip right there, because when you're planning on getting, you know, 50, 60 hours every week and, and something happening, you have to cut those hours down and now you're getting straight 40 or, or you have to go oh, below yeah. that 40 for a period. Then, yeah, that, that money and you used to spending off of 60 hours and you now mm-hmm. you can, you don't have it anymore. It's going to hurt you. So so just plan that in into your, your savings and how you manage your money and plan that into your, uh, your debt snowball and building an emergency fund. So just keep those things in, in mind. And each person is going to be different. You have different scenarios. Like, I mean, just all three with salary, 
commissions mm -hmm. and, and hourly. Just take your situation, personalize what you hear and what you read in the book. Just please, we're going to give summarize some things, but also read the book. You know, yeah, don't, don't be afraid to crack it open. Yeah, <laughs> it's a real easy read, too. It really yeah, is. it's a real easy read, real quick. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good, easy read. They have some good stories from uh, people that have gone through the process, just other couples, families, single people. So, you know, check it out. But and we just want to give our experiences and let, let you guys know. And that was my, my tidbit or my little tip is, is just make sure you tailor your funds and income to how you're going to apply this and what you're going to be saving. But saving that three to six, that, that really comes in handy. Like I said, you don't have to look too far, but where we're at now with COVID and a lot of people right. not working. Yeah, I, I wanted to say real quick. So uh, you may ask, should I do three? Should I do four? Should I do five? Should I do six months? It really depends on your situation. Mm -hmm. um, for, for, our, for my household, we, we just feel more comfortable going toward closer to six months because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, you know, COVID being what's going on right now kind of you know, solidifies that. But um, Dave Ramsey gives different examples. Let's say if you're, you've, you, know, you have a good income and you've been working for the same job for five months and you only want to have three months of expenses, then you're fine. Let's say if you're a single, a single parent, and you only have one income and you have children, uh, you should probably get closer to the six months. My, what, I, what I believe, if you're going back and forth, if you do, should do three to six months, just do six months. You'll have plenty of time to invest that extra couple months uh, later on. You know, I, I would say if, if you're not sure, just do six months worth of, a, of your expenses and, and, and you know, go from there. Yeah, that's good. I um, guess what I think of it is, um, like Larry said, three to six months, I would probably lean more towards the six. I'm just always conservative and want to be the safest. And I like the point that Terrence brought up about overtime. That's another thing I would say about budgeting. At least for me, I don't consider any overtime and I don't consider any bonuses because those are not always guaranteed. You know, even if your job has paid you bonuses the last 10 years, like, you know, yeah, it's good. But I bet now that COVID is here, a lot of bonuses aren't yeah. being paid back. A lot of overtime isn't happening. You know, and this you couldn't have foresaw this or foreseen this coming. Like it just it just happened. And now since a president declared uh, I think a pandemic or whatever, or we've been on lockdown since I think March thirteenth, we're now in month five going to month six. And so I was like trying to put that into perspective, you know, how how long you would have to last um during that time. So we can anybody else have anything about step three? I can go to step four. I think we're good. Yeah, okay. I think we're good on three. Step four, I would say, uh, or step four is maximize retirement investing. You can go to Larry. Yeah, so what Dave Ramsey suggests, and a lot of people suggest, investing 15% of your income. Um, and when he says income, he's talking about your gross income. Um, that's before taxes and, and um, insurance and whatnot. Most people have access to a 401k and or an IRA. Um, not everybody does. 401k is a tax deferred retirement savings account. It's offered by your, by your employer, excuse me, to the employees. Contributions are more made pre-tax. Um, investments, income accrues and compounds tax-free. Withdrawals are taxed at the normal tax rate after you're 59 and a half years old. Um, the IRA is, is through like, you know, like your Edward Jones or some type of or bank. And they're, they're similar um, the, the 401k, you can, as of 2020, you can contribute $19,500. The IRA in 2020 is $6,000. Uh, 
if you, if you want to get into the Roth, the Roth is a, a you put your money in is taxed immediately once you put your money in, in the account. Um, but once you once you start to withdraw it though, it's uh, withdrawal tax free. The traditional 401k and, and the IRA, those grow tax free. But once you start to withdraw, those are taxed once you withdraw, withdraw them. Excuse me. I would say start off with start off with your 401k. Start off if you have a match. If your employer will match three percent, start off with that. You go up to three percent in your 401k. Go over to to an IRA. Dave Ramsey would suggest using a Roth IRA. Go over to your Roth IRA and put the rest of your 12% in there, and you're good at 15% of your um, investing. If you make too much income, then go back to your 401k and contribute the rest of it to get to your 15%. So that's that's my spill on um, baby step four. So for me, I'll just say personally. I haven't done as well with that with that part, which I have done in investing. I have 401, and I've been fortunate enough to where two different companies that I've uh, worked for have been two of the largest in the world in, in their respective fields, and they've you know offered 401 and and do the matching uh, 401s. But and I've always contributed, but he, he says the target is 15 percent, and I've I don't think I've ever had a year where I have matched it you know, put that 15% in. And so I look back on that and, you know, maybe there's, there have, have been times where I, I could have, and so I might've missed out on that opportunity. So, you know, I'll read through this, read through the, read through the book. And as we discuss, you know, I also look for opportunities and that's, that's one where you kind of look back and you say, okay, well, if I had done 15% then, how much would I have saved now? So, mm-hmm. Don't don't wait too long before you try to jump in because think about you start doing investing or saving your money when you're 20. When you're 30, you're still a young young woman or young man, and now you've you could have had way more saved. Right, right. So just just think about that and don't don't let your eyes bug out too much when you hear 15 percent and you want me to put how much. Now, now don't don't necessarily kind of go go broke where you can't you can't eat because you try to put down fifteen percent right now. But but mm-hmm. if you can do it, don't be don't be too scared to try to uh, save as much as possible. Use you know use your best judgment. But I think that's a good uh, thing to to go by and a good topic to put some emphasis on. Well, as far as you know, this conversation goes. At this point in time, we're supposed to be debt free. So investing the fifteen percent might not be as hard now as it would when you, you know, when we have a lot of debt and whatnot. So that's something to think about right. as well. That's um, true. Um, yeah, for me, I think so. In my job, we're uh, we're in a pension, which is different than a four hundred one k. So they require like a certain amount to be contributed. There's no matching or anything like that to be done. For the ones that are in four hundred one k, where your company does match, I would at least contribute up to that matching point. So like Larry said, if they match at 3%, at least contribute 3% because that's free money. They're at least doubling that 3% you're putting in there. If it's 6%, give six, like they're doubling that. And I would say the earlier you can start with that 15% or whatever amount, the better, like, so you can get kind of train yourself that this is already money that's set aside. You know, it's tougher to already have all this debt or things you want to do, and then you're trying to do it later on. But if you kind of start out the gate at your job, you know, being younger, let's say 25, whenever you start, you know, if you already kind of 
set up your retirement and put your 15% or whatever, you can at least live, you know, already live at that rate and kind of do roommates, whatever you got to do, live on your own or whatever, but you're already adjusted to that. So it doesn't affect you when you hit 30, 35, 40 and so on. So the next, after maximizing your retirement investing, step five would be college funding for your kids. Saving for the kids for college, y'all go to Larry. Yeah, so I think all of us will agree on this. We don't have any children, so we haven't uh, done this. So this is not going to be something we can speak from experience. Uh, So I'm just going to kind of read some stuff that Dave Ramsey says in his book. Uh, Dave suggests using an educational savings account or also known as the ESA, investing in uh, funded in growth stock mutual funds. Uh, It's also known as the educational IRA. It grows tax-free when used for higher education. He also suggests using a, a 529 plan. These are plans, these are state plans, excuse me, but most allow you to use the money at any institution at higher learning. Dave Ramsey suggests using a 529 plan and a flexible plan. So yeah, that's, that's my little spill on, on college funding. I will add this, uh, not to put you on the spot, Larry, but oh, uh, well, I think to a certain degree, we can speak a little bit on our perspective, on our uh, experience, even though we don't have kids and we haven't saved up for it. Yeah. We can speak on what that's like being that kid and not have to. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, yeah, that's true. Because so, I, I know I, I paid for, uh, you know, my uh, college uh, myself and fortunate enough where now that's, you know, those loans are paid off. Yeah. Just thinking that, you know, in the future, you know, God willing, I have some uh, kids and they want to go to college, uh, mm-hmm. how much of a better situation they can, or a head start they could be in if that money is saved up already, if I'm um, kind of planning ahead now, uh, not just being selfish, you know, saving yeah. for myself, but also saving for the future generation. So, and just thinking where I would be at also, if if I didn't have to pay back those loans necessarily, <laughs> which, which is, you know, sometimes you have to do that. You can't, if your parents can't afford it, then yeah, you're gonna have to come out of pocket. But if your parents and if you yourself can can afford it and you can put it aside, then we want to try to uh, set up the future generation to have that that generational wealth. So yeah. that's just a kind of my experience and my thoughts on it. You had to put me on a spot like that, Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, Terrence. You, you're you're right about that. Yeah, that was one of the bigger debts that my wife and I had to pay off between both of us. So what kind of situation would we have been, you know, I don't know how much, how much it was percentage now, but you know, we paid off $111,000 debt. You know, a lot of that was not there. Then we could have been investing that, you know, who knows, who knows what position we'd be in, you know, and I'm not blaming anybody by any means, you know, it's just life, but I definitely agree with you. You know, we know the other end of not having it. So yeah, I agree with you on that, Terrence. Uh, th- yeah, thank you, sir. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. You know? <laughs> We're just trying to keep it real here. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I think for me, I guess I've kind of thought about college. Like, I think we're all in the same boat. Like, my parents could have helped me in college. Like, Larry says, nothing against them. You know, I just didn't have the help. But I would think for any parent with a kid, if whatever you can save, I mean, $2,000, $5,000, $10,000, like, you know, you can, they, they can at least get books with those or they can, you know, there's things that they can do. Trust me, the money you have saved, then they will use it, you know, so don't think it's too small. Don't think, oh, I only got 2000 for you. That's nothing. They, they'll use that 2000 
Now, mm-hmm. what, you know, you're going to have to be careful what they're using at 2000 all. We were all in college. Yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you're going to have to monitor it now. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, we, we were all in college. You can find the money to spend. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I know me and, uh, me and my wife has also, have also talked about, like, if we're able to give the kids, like, a head start, you know, so let's say, for instance, you know, just a bachelor's degree, like, you know, if your parents didn't pay for your four years, then maybe you could pay for your kids two years. Yeah. And then maybe once they get out, then they can, you know, hey, they have kids, they can pay for the full four years for their kids. Yeah, so anything kind of like helps a, for sure. You know, any, anything helps. And also another, another kind of way I've thought about this is, you know, if you're able to help your kid pay some college, you know, then let's say they get a job and they're able to move back home you know, let them stay home and just with their paycheck, start throwing that at the student loans. They'll probably have it done, you know, in two, three years, and then they're debt free by 25, 26. Yeah. You know, so I just thought about like those different ways. I kind of different for him and I guess like the monthly savings accounts or whatever are the 529 plans. I understand them. You know, I mean, they're good plans. I just kind of think about other things or like if there's investments, like I know later, like with you in the houses, you know, if you have those investments, I'm like, that's equity or something you could tap in to, you know, help pay for college or whatever. And it's not like you necessarily were saving by the month. It's like you already have an asset there that can help pay for college. So I just kind of think about those things. I guess that's kind of where I kind of differ for him in that respect. But I would definitely say try to give your kids something, $1,000, $2,000, try to give them something. Yeah. With step six, oh, so when step six, step six is to – pay off the home mortgage. Um, I guess doing this whole process from step one to step five, if you have a house, we're not talking about the mortgage. Like that's debt that you'll have. We're talking about everything outside of the mortgage. So any credit cards, personal loan, that type of debt. Um, step six is where you get into paying off the mortgage. Um, and I'll let Larry discuss that. Yeah. I wanted to mention maybe step four through six, those you actually do at the same time. So once you finish your emergency fund, uh, you, you maximize the retirement account, you start saving for fun, uh, college and you pay off your home mortgage. So those are all done at the same time. And like you were saying, yes, for your mortgage, when you're paying off your debt, you don't pay off your mortgage in baby step two. You wait to baby step six. Um, I can speak from experience on that. We, we actually have two mortgages. One is uh, our primary residence and one is our rental property. We have a plan now. We still have our mortgage that we're still paying. We have a plan now to pay that off by the end of next year. Um, we kinda, we're going to go back to the intensity, the focus intensity that Dave Ramsey talks about um, for the other baby steps. And we're going to you know, tailor it again into um, paying off our mortgage. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, you do the same steps that you use to pay off your debt snowball, you're going to use the same steps now to pay off your mortgage. That's baby step six. All right, so yeah, we have to de- defer to you, Larry. So thank you for uh, <laughs> right. giving us that info because <laughs> I'm not paying a mortgage right now. Right. <laughs> like we said, it's at least when in Dave's model, you want to pay off those other debts first because you already plan on that mortgage being your largest debt. So mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to attack that first, and we have the debt snowball effect, which which basically says pay off your smallest debts first you're not going to start with that huge mortgage and put that on the back end. And now you're comfortable and now you can start kind of siphoning some of that, those funds and that extra income off and try to attack that, that mortgage and 
once you have that knocked out the way along with all the other debt, mm-hmm. you're golden. Yeah, exactly. I think Dave Ramsey also mentioned that he only likes, if you have to get a mortgage, he would prefer you pay the house off in cash. Like if you're going to, I'll say not in Larry's situation, but in probably me and T's situation as far as wanting to buy a house, he wants you, I guess, first consider paying it off in cash. If you can't do that, he would want you to get a 14-year mortgage, 15-year mortgage. Yeah. Um, and I think, and Larry and T, if you can remember, um, I want to say the percentage of your mortgage should be like 25% of your take-home. Yes, I that, think that, was the suggested. Yeah, no and your mortgage, your mortgage is including the principal, the interest, the insurance, and the taxes. So everything to make up your mortgage payment, not just your principal and interest to the bank. So yeah. your property taxes, home insurance. Also, if you pay below twenty percent, you have PMI. So I think it's like private mortgage insurance. That's extra. So everything that makes up your mortgage, he wants it to be 25% or less than your take-home pay. So the actual pay that hits your bank account. Yeah. Anything else for step six, guys? No. Uh, Larry? No, <laughs> no I, th- I think that do it. I will say um, Dave Ramsey, he suggests potentially if you have rental properties to sell them so um, oh, to, yeah. pay up, to pay off some of your debt. That's something that my wife and I, we don't agree with, or not for us at least, um, because somebody's paying, somebody's literally paying your mortgage for that rental property. So, um, right. but every situation is different though. So that, that's my take on, on that. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. And then jump into step seven. Step seven is build wealth. Um, and Dave Ramsey mentions that's done through fun, investing and giving back. Um, so I can kick it to Terrence. All right, so this is what we, what it all boils down to. The moment everybody's been waiting on, we're excited about is actually building the wealth because now all that hard work you've been putting in, so you can have some fun with it. So you start building that wealth, and as Dave Ramsey mentions in his book, part of that building wealth and having that fun with it is, is being able to share it. You get to that point where you have enough of a surplus to where you can. Go through your investments, as we mentioned the 401 uh, earlier, and you can start dabbling in the stocks. So that's currently something that I kind of dip my toe in now uh, is, is stocks. And you have to be careful with that, especially nowadays in this age where everything is right at your, your fingertip, uh, right in your palm where you can download an app for that. So you have Robinhood app, and I think there's more, and you can put Fidelity or whatever on your, your phone, and everybody can start doing stocks or play with the money and you got cash app and, and whatnot. But once you get to a point where you, you have a little bit of flexibility to do that, that's where we're at now. Um, and it's a good thing where you can not let that money sit and, and basically lose value, so to speak, as, as you have Inflation. Uh, inflation. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Cause I was <laughs> definitely looking for the word, um, <laughs> but, but inflation basically just is, it's not a good thing. You have to put that into account, which I think, uh, what is the average? Uh, 2% a year. 2%. Yeah. So think about you letting your money sit, and that's your, your value that you, you're basically losing. But if you put it into an investment, hopefully you get more than 2% back off of that investment every year. Then if you get it 2%, you can at least keep up with inflation. But right. if you do more than that, then you can actually save you and make you some money 
as you sleep. If you hear that saying, yeah. if you've heard that saying before, let your money uh, make while you sleep, or you don't have to work for it anymore. That's where we're at now. So, like I said, I dabble in stocks a, a little bit. I use the Robinhood app. Uh, I just started early last year, and I, I tried to be mindful of how I got into it, be a little bit careful. I actually read a, a, a book before I jumped into it. Not to say I, I know a, a lot, but I need to read another, a few more books on it. But I, I would uh, suggest to anyone out there that haven't, hasn't already uh, to uh, read up on it. And when you get to a point where you're comfortable with it, uh, investing, do so uh, carefully. Maybe even get a financial advisor, like we said, uh, like Larry has mentioned, we have a friend of the show that, that has a little bit of experience with that. Uh, so, you know, if you know someone, you can find a financial advisor as well. If you, if you don't, you know, you have the internet, look one up, get a credible source, and you can start investing as well. And let that money uh, return for you because, like right now, uh, I try to take advantage of kind of the current, current situation with COVID and where we had stocks go down for quite a bit and try to I kind of jumped in then and those are starting to return. So I was fortunate enough to where those are doing uh, pretty well for me right now, but it is kind of a gamble. You have to be careful with that. And, and Dave uh, mentions trying to be careful with it and using, uh, I think, ETFs or mutual funds. Yeah, Dave Ramsey definitely prefers uh, mutual funds. Yeah, right. so they're, they're a little bit more, a uh, little bit safer. Uh, they're gener generally uh, stocks that have a little bit more uh, I guess clout and, and probably a little bit bigger companies, a little bit safer companies, instead of just gambling with a single stock, a single speculative uh, stocks where you're hoping this penny stock is going to blow up and, and make you <laughs> and be the next Amazon. There's only one Amazon, yeah. so <laughs> so be careful with that. But, uh, Larry, Eric, anything to add? No, for me, I think you you did a great right there. Um, one thing he really talks about is giving. You said you talked about that as well. But um, at this point in time, now you you're debt free. You're already investing in retirement. If you have children, you're investing in, in their college house is paid off. Now you're able to give, and and you know, and you know, so you have a lot of money that that you're able to give now, mm -hmm. uh, guilt free. So, yeah, and like, and like you suggested, um, reading books, that's something that, um, you know, we've been talking about here recently. I kind of took this that step as well. We paid off our debt. My wife kind of put on me to start really learn how to invest. So towards the end of us paying off debt, I started reading um, a few books on investing. Like you said, one of our friends is a financial advisor. I was probably um, annoying him because I kept on asking him <laughs> tips and stuff every day. Um, but um, so I was talking to him. I'm sure y'all probably talked to him about it too. Um, mm -hmm. So just really putting yourself in the best situation when you do invest. Um, like you said, it, there is definitely risk involved, but you can, like anything in life, there's risk involved, but you can, you know, put your best effort out there. So put you, put you in the best situation when you start to invest in. Me, me and Terrence were talking about this off the podcast, but you know, we've talked about, we, we both invest in single stocks. I was telling him that I do invest in single stocks. That's kind of fun for me. I like to like kind of see how well I do, but I, I really invest more in, um, in my retirement accounts within mutual funds. You know, I, I have um, my IRA, my Roth IRA, excuse me, and I uh, max that out and also have a 401k through my company. I, I take advantage of their max. So that's really where most of my 
investing goes and it's, and it's boring and it's, but it's supposed to be boring. You don't want to be exciting and that's when your money's going up and down and stuff. So um, that's, that's kind of how my take, my take on investing. If it's boring, it's good. So. <laughs> and this is a kind of an interesting and fun topic right now, but we'll, we'll definitely have some more on that in future episodes. Yeah. So it's, it's enough to where you can uh, dedicate it, dedicate several episodes yes. to it. Uh, it's on its own little topic. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah. Way to way to say, Larry, you're talking too much. Way to ring it in. <laughs> way to ring it in. Yeah, Eric, you got anything to say? Uh, no, I think you all covered everything. I would. Um, one thing I have written here is this is like a several year process. You know, this for the normal person, it's you know, doubt you can be done with this in two three years. So like, this is over the course of years. So it may be seven years plus you know, that all these, like, that these steps take. But I would definitely say once I get to step seven, I would probably definitely have fun. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'll, I'll probably have fun for a little while. Probably uh, do some, uh, I would say, non-smart non financially uh, things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll probably do that. And then, um, like they said, the investing, I don't do any um, outside investing like that. I need to. Um, but I think I'll probably get into that more in 2021. Probably like them, start reading books, consulting with them, seeing what they're doing. Um, just to do like a little something on the side. Um, and then giving, I'll probably be big into that also once I get to that stage. Just probably more giving, like help people out. Like if there's other podcasts, you know, that there's ways to give to them that I like or somebody in the group trying to do something, give them money, like more so that giving. But yeah, I, I think I step seven, I guess, is everyone's favorite. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you're, you're done, done. you're done with all you're the done. hard stuff. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much the, uh, the Dave Ramsey Total Money Makeover book. He does have other books. I also think he has like a um, like a financial schooling book or something like that you can use for your kids, uh, for those out there with kids. And I will, um, Larry mentioned he has the Every Dollar app. And uh, yeah. that was pretty much the book. If you all don't have anything else, um, I'll kick it to Larry for a tip of the month and he'll close us out. All right, y'all. So this is from our friend of the podcast, the financial advisor. Rule two, understand risk. Risk and return generally go hand in hand. We were talking about risk just now with our investing. The higher the return potential you want, the more risk you'll have to accept. Comfort level with risk you may need to take on in order to reach your goals. So yeah, thank you all for listening. This is our second full episode. Very, very excited. We're going to have um, an episode every month with some great information. I want to thank Terrence and Eric for, for joining us here. And yeah, check us out. If, um, if you have any friends or family that, that you think we might have some good information that they might want to listen to us, please share. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got to say. We got the social media pages. Yeah, yeah, we got Instagram, we got Facebook. Check us out on there. If you have anything that you think we're doing good or we're doing bad, please let us know. We're, we're really going to be listening to what you guys have to say, so we can, you know, do a better, put a better product out for you guys. Definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I think that's everything. All right, that's it. All right, all right. So, thank y'all. See y'all the next time. Sir, peace out. <laughs>